And I think that's been kind of my attitude and my journey in how I got to my truth ultimately because I had to discover different aspects of myself through my career, but I had an opportunity to discover not only the job, but what I could do as a leader, as a person, and a woman of color. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for people just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, lead with your brand, and find that next career breakthrough. Now, I cannot believe that it is already May, and what that means is that it is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month right here in the U.S., and I am proud to help take a stand and stop the wave of violence against AAPIs by partnering with the Center for Asian Pacific American Women to showcase amazing AAPI voices and personal professional brands all month. And we will be kicking off with an amazing conversation with Sue Ann Hong, who I just adore and is the president and CEO of the Center for Asian Pacific American Women. Now, this work is really personal to me as well because I am proud of my own AAPI heritage, having my dad, who is a proud Filipino-Hawaiian, growing up in World War II territorial Hawaii. In fact, my dad had a really interesting experience growing up and probably isn't the viewpoint of what we all think of Hawaii today, but rather a pretty tough life. In fact, he never lived in Hawaii during statehood. He was there when it was still just a territory and eventually went to school on the East Coast and came and settled here and Los Angeles, where he moved most of his sisters to the mainland. But of course, I will always remember the duality in the way that my father mixed his heritage together to become a full, authentic person. Even though he worked for the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors and went to work wearing Florsham shoes and a suit and tie every single day in downtown Los Angeles, I think most people always remember him on the weekends and socializing as someone who was known for always wearing his flip-flops and, of course, his signature Aloha print shirt. Now, I want to talk today a little bit about ensuring that you have a mission and purpose to guide your brand. Now, I always say that I am on a mission to help people find their true brand voice and bring their best authentic selves to work every single day. Now, while my purpose statement has evolved, 
evolved over time, it has always had that core mission piece around helping people ensure that they can be themselves in every situation. Now, it is key that you think about what your mission and purpose is, because it can not only guide your brand, it can guide your career choices. And that's what we're going to talk with Sue Ann Hong about all today. Now, I will tell you, I have had an amazing career in Hollywood. And while I definitely knew as a young person that I wanted to work in the show business space, I didn't really always know exactly what that would look like. But going through high school and certainly going through college, I realized that I wanted to stand up for people who didn't always have their voices heard. And that showed up in a whole bunch of work as a student activist running the LGBTQ plus student union and advocating for change as a student leader. And then when I started in Hollywood, even getting my foot in the door working at Universal Studios Hollywood theme park, I realized that I could still mesh my mission and purpose with the work that I was doing and quickly found that helping people through training and advocating for employees was really a great way that I could find my way in Hollywood and ultimately launched my own business today. And that is why I am so excited to have our guest, Sue Ann Hong, today, who is the president and CEO of the Center for Asian Pacific American Women. Now, she joined the organization back in 2018 after having an amazing career with State Farm Insurance Companies for over 28 years, where she did work including data processing, diversity and inclusion, corporate business and technology portfolio management, and PNC auto claims. Now, she's led up to 600 employees in multiple locations and managed 1,000 contract employees to support State Farm agents across 23 states. Now, one of the reasons why I love talking to Sue Ann is that she infuses the philosophy of building trusting relationships, collaborating, and bringing people together to achieve common goals. As a 2002 Asian Pacific American Leadership Institute Apali Fellow, she continues her journey as a whole person leader in her belief that it is a journey versus a destination. We'll be back in just a few moments to hear about Sue Ann Hong's journey. Hey, everybody, it's Jason Patria, host of the Lead With Your Brand podcast, and I am here with one of my fabulous friends. And hello, I'm Sue Ann Hong, president and CEO for the Center for Asian Pacific American Women, or as we say, Kapal. We're thrilled to be partnering with Jason to celebrate Asian Pacific Islander American Heritage Month. That's right. Each week in May, we're showcasing an amazing career story from a person of Asian Pacific Islander descent, and I couldn't be happier to share our platform with Kapaw. So join us every Tuesday in May for a new episode of the Lead With Your Brand podcast featuring a fabulous API guest. So make sure to look for us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and check us out at leadwithyourbrand.com backslash API. See you there. And we're back. I am super excited for today's guest. I have Sue Ann Hong, who is the president and CEO of the Center for Asian Pacific American Women to kick us off. How do you explain to people who you are and what you do when you meet folks? 
well, the very first thing I talk about is who I am and my background. So I'm an immigrant. I came from Seoul, Korea when I was eight. And I came to this country and I was adopted by my aunt. And so I have a very much an immigrant story and a background and the whole notion of making a better life in the U.S. and what that journey looked like as I was going through different aspects of my life. So I think that in itself is, you know, very important because that's part of my identity. So that's the personal side. The other side is having grown up as the only, the only Asian, the only female Asian in my surroundings or in my environment. What did I have to do to adapt? What did I have to do to assimilate and to be able to, to function in that environment? and to be successful and to achieve. And so I talk a lot about my journey. And and then that really starts the conversation. Absolutely. And now that you work as the president and CEO of the Center for Asian Pacific American Women, how do you describe and explain what it is that you do with the organization and what the organization does for our society? So one of the things that I always go back to is you know, before I even talk about the organization, what's my purpose? What's my life's purpose? And my life's purpose is to be in my truth. And mm. then, so what do I do is, what do I do to help others to lean into their truth or to discover their truth? And the Center for Asian Pacific American Women, we build capacity for leadership for AAPI women, one person at a time. And guess what? It all starts with their truth. From where I sit, you have to understand your identity in order to lean into it and to become the best leader and the most effective leader that you can be. Understanding that you have to assimilate into the Western culture of leadership. So we do that by, you know, providing programming. We do that by providing conferences. I provide coaching. And at the end of the day, It's about what can you do to be your best self, but you have to understand who you are to start with. And it always starts from that. Absolutely. So I love this whole notion of of it starting with yourself. So tell me, Sue Ann, how did you find that purpose? How did you come to that realization that that was your life's purpose? Well, that was not an easy journey because for the longest time, you know, for 28 plus years, I worked in corporate environment. You know, I, I was at State Farm Insurance for a long time and I had a wonderful career there. When I started, I started in an area that I didn't even know anything about, which was data processing. <laughs> I had no idea what that was, what that even entailed. I barely knew how to spell it. Um, and it was one of those things where I fell into it on a job board at, you know, Western Michigan University, you know, when I was getting, I was sitting there going, I don't know what it is, but I think I can figure it out. Mm. And I think that's been kind of my attitude and my journey in how I got to my truth ultimately, because I had to discover different aspects of myself through my career and through my interaction. So I was in data processing. I was then in the area of claims. I was in, you know, diversity and inclusion, then back into claims. I was at corporate for an area that I didn't even know existed called, you know, the business integration office. So, I mean, it was all these, these opportunities that 
I knew nothing about, but I had an opportunity to discover not only the job, but what I could do mm. as a leader, as a person and a woman of color. So Sue Ann, I know you spent so many years at State Farm Insurance. When you think back on your career there, what were a couple of the key moments for you that you would define as career breakthrough moments? So I can think of several. One is when I first got into leadership ever, Mm. and I had no idea what I was doing. But for some reason, my supervisor thought I could do it. She, we, we came together with a uh, training track for how we were going to get me there. So there was something that she saw in me that I had no idea I even had in myself. I think that was the step number one. Like somebody had faith in me and they were able to help me bring that out with some specific plans about what that could look like to build my confidence and my knowledge and my skill set. And she was very deliberate about those development opportunities. And that's something that I carried with me all throughout my career and what I do for my people. So it's not just about putting some goal out there that I want to be a manager or I want to be in leadership, but it's, okay, so what does that entail? What is the plan? And you got to get granular about yeah. how you make that happen. And these are behavioral changes, behavioral developments, which take over time. So that was a huge learning going from, and then also, by the way, earning people's respect when they report to you and the fact that, you know, they don't have to, <laughs> and, and they do not have to, that is earned. And I think when you build those relationships and you build the trust that comes over time, but it's not, there's some authority that comes with the job itself, the position, but it's a whole another thing to earn somebody's respect. And so I think that's one big aha and one pivotal piece. The other thing was when I was 27, I was tapped to become the leader of the department for data processing. And what was significant about that was I was a first-line leader at the time, and that whole goal was to take that whole operation from 62 people to 19 people and consolidate the operation to three centers across the U.S. And then I was selected to lead that effort to bring that operation and move everything to Dallas. It was early on in my career, and I was shocked, first of all, that I got the promotion. And I now had somebody who I used to report to now reporting to me. Oh, wow. And so that created a lot. And there was a lot of eyebrows raised that I was the one selected, including myself. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that I think what I'm what I've learned is that, like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure this out quickly. And what resources and what people did I have to lean on to help me? Because by no means was I an expert in transition plans. Number one, it was very early in transitions where it's formal transition process. So it was, you know, I knew that if I couldn't get convinced the people to move to Dallas, it would, there was a chance they wouldn't have a job. Yeah. And so that was, that weighed very heavily on me. And I think that really made me 
focus on what things do I have to do to help the employees achieve the goals that the enterprise was looking to me to achieve, and at the same time, keep the customer service going as you were shrinking down the people. And so I had to learn to balance all of those priorities because there was one that's not more important than the other. And there was tension between, sometimes there were opposing priorities. I think I learned how to depend on others to help and not having all the answers and figuring things out along the way. And at the same time, you had to demonstrate compassion for the people who were very lives that you were changing or uprooting or causing a really big life change for people. As a result of that, I had some people who did move. I had some people who got other opportunities in the other areas. And so they had growth opportunities and yeah. others who I, ha- I had to say, you no longer have a job uh, mm. with the company. So that was very difficult. That to me was probably a really important moment in time in my career because, first of all, I, when I went home, I think I fell on my bed and said, I did get a promotion, right? Because this is like <laughs> very difficult and I'm not feeling great right now. Yeah. So I think that helped me understand how important it is to make sure your people are, that you're talking to the people, whether it's good news or bad news. You have to make sure you're bringing them along all the way through the journey to understand why we're doing this. I know that it doesn't feel good, but it's a decision we have to make. And I have to be in the front to take the lead when things are difficult. Let's talk a little bit about your executive brand. How would you describe your brand as a leader? My leadership brand is that I help people find their passion, and then amplify it. What are three words that people would use to describe you as a leader? Collaborative, authentic, pretty direct. Yeah. So collaborative, authentic, and direct. And how do you, how do you intentionally show up that way as a leader? What are, what are the behaviors that are behind those words? So one of the things that I hope I do well and I'm continuing to grow in this area is the ability to truly listen to someone and understand where they're at now. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks where they should be or could be or whatnot, but where are you truly? Whether it's, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, I think that's important to understand because once you understand where the person is at and then they have a better feel than for from there, where do I want to go? So I think listening to the person and where they're at. And sometimes what I find is that when I listen to their stories, maybe they don't come out and say where they're at, but I can glean from just how, what words they use or, you know, how they express themselves kind of where they're at. And I think that is something that, that is a gift that I feel like I can give to people. So I think that's one thing. That's how I show up every day. And like I said, I live in my truth. So the truth is not perfect. I tried not to use the word perfect because I don't even know what that means. And I think, uh, you know, when you talk about like the model minority and all of this, the tendency is like, I've got to be this perfect, you know, straight A student, which I was never, a you know, consistent straight A student, by the way. I did my best. And I think that's how I define, you know, what is perfect is. Perfect means I'm doing my best. 
Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it's, quote, perfect in somebody else's eyes. And so I think that's how I show up every day. It's like, what can I do to support you? What can I do to help amplify you or help you find your way and be the best you? Uh And that's through your truth and through your identifying your passion for what it is that you're about. And Suanna, it's so interesting to me that you talk about being collaborative and direct at the same time, because those feel like they can be very much in opposition. So talk to me about how you are collaborative and direct. That's a great question, Jason, because I think what I learned over the years, and this is true of especially, especially when you're leading leaders and you don't necessarily have direct contact every day with others and you still have to to convey trust and you still have to convey. So there's a couple things that I I do and I hope this is what, you know, people see, but one is the consistency of my behavior. Mm. So, you know, here's an example. I've had people that I've talked with, let's say potential sponsors, but let's say that they haven't invested in Kapal yet. But I like that person. I like mm-hmm. that individual that I'm working with. So I don't go away just because you don't give me money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I am consistent. <laughs> it's true. But that I like I like and trust the people I and and I want to work with those people. I want to work with people I trust. I want to people work with, you know, work with people that I like. And I think that's because you're building those relationship and relationship takes time and that builds trust. And so that's the way I look at it is I'm consistent and in, in hopefully the way I show up. I've had so many great partnerships like OCA and NAP and, you know, uh, National Asian Chamber of Commerce, like so many wonderful organizations we collaborate with. And one of the things that I found interesting is I had a partner say, Sue Ann, we like working with you because when you tell us you're going to do this, you do it. So let's talk a little bit about branding in someone's career, especially for the Asian American Pacific Islander community, because I hear so much from fellow AAPI community members, the tightrope walk of being authentic to the culture in which we were raised, along with the expectations of what American business looks like and and desires or sometimes views as leadership. So talk to me about how you have coached some of of your clients and uh, and, and members through that? Oh, if I only had the perfect answer. No, I, I'm just, uh, so, I'll just take the best answer. <laughs> thank you, Jason. So um, this is the way I always start. If you work for someone or a corporation or whether it's an entrepreneur, will you be able to bring 100% of yourself? I'm not so sure about that. So where you bring your 100% is in the values that you bring to, to, to yourself and what you stand for, right? That's to me where the 100% comes in. Now, now am I going to say every single thing that comes to my mind in every situation to be my authentic self? That's not how I define authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. It's like I can bring myself to work and be authentic in my values what I'm about, what's important to me, and how I contribute in a way that can be very authentic. I think where we struggle is how am I perceived if I'm an Asian American 
how am I perceived? Am I perceived as demure and am I perceived as kind of the soft lotus flower, you know, or am, if I go the opposite of the expectation of the stereotype, am I a dragon lady? Am I, you know, this other, you know, thing that they, it, it's not looked upon positively because I'm more outspoken than they expected. Yeah. So I think that's the, the that's the struggle. And what I, learned is and this was through coaching that I got this aha is sometimes we can insert ourselves into conversation and being authentic and and having that genuine you know place of from a curiosity perspective so asking powerful questions as an example you know and I always talk about things like you know by the way Asian people are taught to have answers not ask questions I don't think that's like necessarily <laughs> looked upon as positive in the classroom well so when you we have to learn how to do that and I remember having uh, one person uh, ask me can you send me a list of questions those powerful questions to in and then I'm like no you're not gonna memorize the questions and then just spit them out that's not the point the point is how are you processing what you're hearing and yeah. then making connections to those ideas to then turn that into a very powerful question. So as an example, you know, um, Jason, that was a great uh, statement you just had on that idea. Let me build on that. And here's what I'm thinking, you know, or have we thought about this? I know we've had these additional, we've tried these other things before, however, Maybe the, the newer piece of this idea is this, and maybe we could, you know, have we thought about trying that? So there is a way to build on, you know, thoughts and ideas of others. So you're showing teamwork by supporting someone and somebody within that team. Number two is you're still getting your thoughts out, which, by the way, we have to continue to work on as Asian Americans. We don't always get our thoughts out there because we want to be perfect in our thought process before we say anything. And by that time, the conversation's already over. So, Sue Ann, tell me, what was the biggest challenge in terms of becoming a, a president and CEO? What is something that you had to shift in your brand to be successful in this newer role? I think that relationship building to build sponsorships, which I've never done, building infrastructure to databases and things and being the master of everything. Those are probably the top three things that I had to really learn to shift uh, my mindset. Cause I guess what? I don't have an L and D department. I am L and D. <laughs> so uh, that's, I think that's made me a stronger leader because I'm able to go high and look at things from a high level, but then I gotta, you know, I gotta do the work. Yeah. Yeah. So a few final questions to ask you. Um, we've been talking a little bit about your brand, but what is your favorite brand as a consumer? What can't you live without? Uh, right now, my Keurig is my BFF. <laughs> so I think, you know, that first cup of coffee out of the Keurig is very, very important. <laughs> if you were a car... What type of car would you be? I think I would be a hybrid. I don't know if I necessarily have. I think it's kind of one of those where, you know, I like to be in the new, but I want to hold on to some traditions. Yeah. So I think I'm a hybrid and I'm a hybrid of, you know, uh, Korean. I'm a hybrid Korean American. I'm a hybrid. So I think I'd go with a hybrid. Ooh, I love that. 
And what is the best career advice that you would pass on to our listeners? So the best advice I can say is externally, some someone may place a value on you of what they think your value is. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to agree. Ooh. And that's okay. I define my value. And that's, I think, part of living in my truth is that I know what my value is. and But I'm okay if you don't look at it the same way. And how have you come to have that comfort level when there's a gap between what somebody thinks and values you and what you know is true for yourself? I think that's been the journey, Jason. Uh, that's been my life's journey. And when you say, you know, it sounds so simple when you say I'm living in my truth, but I don't feel like that was always the case because there's a persona. There's also your representative, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and to be able to truly strip all that down and and yes you still you know behave appropriately depending on the setting that you're in but you're still bringing your full self and I think that authenticity then drives the value of how I feel about myself and so that's really I just kind of lean into that especially when I'm unsure and then I bring myself back to center and then lean back into saying I know who I am I know what I bring and that's enough. Well, Sue Ann Hong, thank you so much for joining us on the Lead With Your Brand podcast. And I'm so super excited and uh, honored that you are partnering with us, the Center for Asian Pacific American Women, as we celebrate AAPI Heritage Month on the podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. And I'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Well, I just loved having this conversation with Sue Ann Hong, who is the president and CEO of the Center for Asian Pacific American Women. And of course, all May, I am proud to be spotlighting and showcasing AAPI voices right here on the Lead With Your Brand podcast in partnership with this great organization. You know what really, really stood out to me about my conversation with Sue Ann is the whole notion of having your purpose your purpose and your mission. Now, the great thing about defining your mission and purpose is it can help guide you through your career. Now, I love that Sue Ann, like myself, had a huge role in corporate America for over two decades, and today she's actually leading a nonprofit organization. Now, whether she's working in the private sector or leading an advocacy organization, her mission is still the same, all about helping people people find their true selves. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, make sure that you follow and hit subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. That way you'll get a show and a new episode every single Tuesday. And make sure to follow me on all platforms. I'm at Jason Patria and check me out on LinkedIn where I share tons of tools and tips to help you lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. And remember, 
May is AAPI Heritage Month, and we will stop AAPI violence by showcasing amazing Asian Pacific Islanders and their professional brands. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com backslash AAPI. And remember, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you're a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.